Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Comet number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great Benthok Druid is Kellis. Spelled really weird. It's A. You sure about that? I think it, it's not Aixicolus, it's Iscolus. I heard it at the brewery earlier. Uh-huh. Always said, from a small tuck, a big hangover may grow. Well, I'm not sure where we're going with that. Get back to me with the pronunciation someday. It could be it could be foretelling of the, the game rematch. <laughs> oh, God. Squeamy getting caught up on meta traffic with weather light report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> well, since he is off caroling with his Kithkin Quintet, Rachel Weeks will be filling in. Hey! Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Weeks, Beldegriff Archon, and Jank Connoisseur. Ooh, Jank Connoisseur. Welcome to the, the group of degenerates. Here we are. We're going we're gonna to like the cut of your jib. Oh, yeah. I, uh, the older and worse it is, the more times I've tried to use it. Yes, that's what the Weatherlight Report is all about. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Thank you for tuning in to number six source of Magic the Gathering news. You can finally go and nominate us for that Emmy Cruel that we should have won last year. We got hated out, and I got some, I have some words for it, but I can't, I can't talk about them in public. Until after the election. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a whistleblower. I already, already called it. Wow, wow, he's he's already got plans for 2024 when the election's decided. <laughs> Listen, there's some things that I know that are gonna blow your guys' mind. Wait, I, don't, I, don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. We're gonna start off the top of the cast, ladies and carnage that ensued with 45. So, uh, Rachel, something that we've been doing for about three, four, maybe five years now um, is, you know, as friends move across the the country, it seems like the holidays usually brings everyone back. So about four or five years ago, I started an annual EDH tournament that, you know, kind of grew from just being like maybe four or six of us to last year. I think we had like 12 this year Mm -hmm. being virtual. Uh, we, we did it, you know, over webcam and I think we had nine of us. So, yeah. but <clears throat> the thing that we do is one, you can't play with the same deck more than once because you don't want someone just cause we do actually do prizes. So like this year, the top three prizes was a commander spellbook green, a polluted Delta expedition. And uh, what was that last one? Oh, the uh, full art scroll rack. Scroll rack. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, and then everyone though leaves with a legend and the the niche to it is that you have to make it into a commander deck by next uh edh tournament that's but, awesome yeah it's a lot of fun but there's still people that are really good at magic when they're sober <laughs> so we put in a little mini drinking rules like if you right. cast soul ring you have to take a drink if you take an extra turn you have to take a drink um and so it's become our annual drinkathon. And it was just this last weekend. Uh, I unfortunately got third to last place. Ooh, uh, I think I still did better than Big Tuck though, because I think I he was second to last. Well, I, I feel I have, on your ego I have my there. Own, I have my own. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into it, but <laughs> yeah. But the, the game that I want to talk about was just so Rachel. As you'll kind of get to know throughout this this episode, 
I do like to play competitive decks, but I would not say I'm a CEDH brewer by any means. So I like to play very good seven, seven and a half type decks. Maybe an eight. So this is a game in which it was my Zerus deck versus our friend Marketing Ross's Azusa deck versus, and this is the first year since it was virtually invited a couple of our patrons that play with us on a weekly basis. It was Spencer Rabbit's Zerus deck. And I'm just going to watch you guys through the first four turns. Let's do this Turn thing. one, fetch land into Tropical Island into Soul Ring into Felwar Stone. Wrong. Ew. Drink, Turn drink two. Three drink three times. Yeah. No, leave the Turn party. Two. You got to go home after that. Fetch land into Taiga. Turn two, Zerus. Cast my commander. <laughs> also wrong. Yes. Turn yeah. three, doubling season. Swung at Spencer, made six Snicky Snakes. Spencer then decides to swing at me with his Zerus. I make another six snakes and he makes three. Turn four, land, coat of arms, I win. <laughs> yep. Wow. That'll do it. Yeah. See? So this is not a, this is not, this is, that's like the perfect level of a Mr. Combo deck. <laughs> all the dual lands, all the fast mana, and a broken commander. So it worked out. It works out though. He wins a lot and he feels good about it. You know what? I will give you, uh, Mr. Combo, you probably have the most solid mana base across all of your decks of anybody I've ever met because you're willing to invest the dollars in that's true. Well, it's, it's literally because Big Tuck shamed me like two summers ago. So, Rachel, what I did is I bought like a copy of all the Aber duels, but then you just proxy it into other decks. Like I own a copy, but I don't need to own 13 copies right. of Taiga. Sure. And then Big Tuck shamed me before Magic Fest KC or I think it was, Vegas, you know, it was, it was one KC. of the two. It was the first one. It was KC okay. was before Vegas because I didn't go to Vegas later that year. And so, of course, late on a Friday night, I'm watching, uh, you know, MTG Goldfish's Commander Clash. And I'm like, you know what? Screw Big Tuck. And I went on TCG Player and ordered like three guys' cradles, all the tropical islands that I needed extra. <laughs> just spent thousands of dollars that I didn't need to do. Um, thank God I was single at the time. How many? Uh, I had no one to yell at me but my dog. How, how many rum and root beers were, were involved in that transaction? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it was a lot. A but come on, Big Tuck, you have to appreciate the coat of arms wins, considering I, you wanted me to cut the card. I do, I fair. do. I it, it, yeah. Um, we'll get to Zerus. I have. We'll get to Zerus. We'll get to Zerus. Fair enough. Squee McGee, any games that you would like to talk about? No, my world's on fire. My my computer doesn't work. I don't have Pro Tools anymore. So bruising builds for tomorrow in last week of the weird kind time continuum that we record in. It's not happening on time. I'm upset about it. But what's exciting is tomorrow I have a first day off in 14 days. So I'm ready. Let's do this thing. I'm going to go fix Pro Tools. We're going to get new USB keys. And I'm going to play and Too play many people I'm angry at in the business world about why you can't just break a USB drive and get a new one and then use that one and transfer your license. But they're like, no, you can't actually do that because you have to pay us $100 if you want to do that. I was like, so the the ability's there, but you're just telling me you can't do it, you know? Anyways, that's where I'm at. I'm heated. I'm going to change my Discord name to Heated Squee. I'm going back to it. Ooh, I like I'm that. Upset. Uh, I'm doing it right now, actually, on my phone as we speak. That's all I want to talk about. I don't have any games I played. Squee, it kind of sounds like someone maybe cast Pyrohemia, and they're just constantly burning you out every day of every week. Dude, I'm telling you. Just, just little pings of damage. Yep. No, just, a just a taste. Every, just a every taste. time, it's just like, oh, here's another email that you don't want to read. And you read yeah. it, and you're like, yeah, nah, I really didn't want to read that. And then you go to work, and it's like, <laughs> oh, so we, had a, we had a compressed airline at the brewery today that just exploded in the ceiling. It just exploded. It was making this horrifying noise. Nobody knew what was going on. We were running around like, how do we turn this off? What do we do? Where do we go? 
that's just kind of that week, you know? But oh, I really God. think there's a red mage in your life because it sounds like they cast shatter on your artifact. Oh, they did. They oh. shattered the hell out of my artifact. <laughs> and, and that what bit was nightmare. so sweaty. That, that bit was so sweaty, it cast boil on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel, are there any recent games that you think would be worth talking about? Yeah, man, I, I talked about this this one a little bit on Twitter because I was so excited about it. But um, we've been doing a boxing league with our patrons. Yes. And it's been so much fun. Uh, we started with, we all started with Commander Legends and have been adding packs um, since then, um, which makes the power level a little bit higher and doesn't drag the games on quite as long as sure. like a regular yeah. box. Um <laughs> But I was playing. Is it pirates? My uh, nice. is it my. Pirates. All right, that's me too. It's so fun. My partners <laughs> yeah. are, are Malcolm and Jessica because I opened a Jessica and was like, "Well, that, what are you gonna do?" Um, she's <laughs> incredibly busted. Um, but I was sort of. I had killed off two players, and it was down to me and an Orzov tokens player who was playing Felice. Um, mm. And she had this enormous board of three, six vigilant flyers that I was like, oh, I God, don't know what, what I do <laughs> to get through this. So I cast a runaway together, bouncing her mm -hmm. yep. uh, Prava, who is giving them the big butts, and my um, Cascade Pirate. I think it's called Boarding, okay. boarding Party. The six man cascade. I think cascade it should be renamed pirate. as Cascade Pirate. Cascade Pirate. You know, it's <laughs> nobody's gonna play him after this, so he doesn't need a name. Um, <laughs> but I, it got to my turn. I cascaded. I cast my Cascade Pirate. I uh, cascaded into the five mana Cascade Board Wipe. That is a one sided board wipe. So mm. it, so it has Cascade. So I cast that for five. Cascaded again. Cascaded into Jessica's will, which was insane. So I Jeez. exiled three cards, added six red to my mana pool. So at this point, <laughs> oh I am God. now up mana. <laughs> Love it. Feels good. <laughs> and, and so, and I cast three spells that turn. So I did three damage to her whole board, which wiped the whole wiped board. It. Oh my gosh! I got Jessica on a menace pirate and could swing for like twenty-eight or something like that to close out good the game. Board. But it was the cascades that were just like you're winning this game. Like the, my deck decided for me, I just cast a Hail Mary pirate. Uh. <laughs> well, and that, and that perfectly aligns to what you said uh, before we started recording to where you just don't concede even when you should. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, well, I if was I was, dead. cause like me, me and big Tucker in a boxing league as well. And if I saw that board say to be like, all right guys, I'm scooping, yeah, I'm going to bed. We're, yeah. we're good here. It's yeah. done. We're done. She like five, three, six vigilant flyers. It's like, there's yeah. no way we're getting through <laughs> unless. <laughs> Oh, Unless. that's awesome. The perfect There's that combination one card. of The cards. one card. Big talk about it. Yeah, the Runaway Together really came in, yeah, came in big run, as well. Runaway Together is... Like, I've noticed in the games we played... Like there's just these all-star cards. Like Runaway Together. It's nuts. Pretty much anything with Cascade. Uh, and as much as I hate to admit it, murderers, I've seen that do yep. a lot of work. What? Yep. Don't you talk about Even murder trash? cast after you trash me for all my views about Burnished Heart and all that BS. I yeah, told you I hate murder, but it's good in this tiny 
microscopic yeah. limited format so yes the other one i've so, seen in every single deck i've played against is sandstone oracle that one is just yeah it, mm-hmm. it's just it, there's nothing wrong about it <laughs> yeah it's bonkers <laughs> So before we move on to hear about Big Tuck's game that he may or may not remember, I'm curious, Rachel, what sets or have you done to expand out your boxing league? Because something that I've personally done is, you know, we've we've only been playing Magic now for maybe six years tops. Uh, we played for like a year or two, decade and a half ago. So we weren't there for a lot of the early sets. So I've actually went out and got like Rise of Eldrazi, cool. Zendikar, I, you know, try to find like some of these cool older packs like Prophecy uh, that I just never got to crack open. Go, go so watch me open them on, uh, uh, it's a squeeze pack crack on YouTube. Shameless plug, going for it. <laughs> Shameless plug. So I'm curious, what sets did you choose to expand out your deck? Sure. Um, so my first deck was Pirates. So it was pretty clear what sets to open. Um, yeah. I opened Exelon first, and then after playing Pirates and it it being just fully piratey, I was like, okay, <laughs> we can we can build another deck out of this this pod. So sure. for week two, I actually built Orzov tokens myself, and that was with Ooh. Prava and Nadir. Uh, so for week two, I opened Amonkhet, which I had never opened oh, before. Fun. And then I just, I just pulled an Anointed Procession, just oh wow just nice. just crushed <laughs> it out of the park yeah. um don't, uh, don't sell that one <laughs> yeah it was insane it was just just like 20 dollars exactly the card i needed to open yeah. uh and also oketra's monument which is a pretty pretty serious slam dunk yeah. as well yeah. um so that was nuts and then um my third week which i ha- we haven't added yet we're not in our third week yet mm. Uh, is is rivals of Ixalan? Um, oh, okay. And that one was it was so funny because I I opened it on stream and when you open like an uncommon is it pirate you're like ah like, yeah. so <laughs> for this like six cent card I got like the shapeshifter pirate no it's like a salamander pirate and it copies sure. something if you've attacked with something and I was oh, like this yeah. is a bomb like it's, <laughs> it's been it's been very fun um oh that's awesome so, I, yeah, uh, yeah. I have a similar story. I went the Ixalan route. I'm also running Is It Pirates in our boxing league that we're in. Went the Is It route. Um, bought uh, Ixalan. Nothing. I think I found like one card in it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Okay. I was at the store today and I was like, okay, Guilds of Ravnica. That's the one with Is It in it, right? And pack one rare Steam Vents. I was yep. like, okay, great. And then Ooh. in the other two packs, I found like some other awesome Is It removal spells and other things that are really good in this limited format. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That was exciting. That is- Ravnica is really good to open because you know you're going to get stuff in your colors um, mm-hmm. because yeah. they're just so narrow. Right. Like but the first boxing league I did, I started with the Ravnica Allegiance box, and it's not a good box to start with because <laughs> you just barely everything is two colors, so there's yeah. a very little crossover between like commanders. So I just like put all the legal cards I had into one deck, and that was <laughs> and that was the deck. That's awesome. Um, well, I, I can spoil this because this will come out after our Boxing League game Saturday. Sir Brian, you can uh, suck it. Um, <laughs> yes! I, the, the reason that I went Rise of Eldrazi for mine is I'm doing a Rumi of the Dead Tide, and I wanted oh, to get Eldrazi so to be able to encore out of the graveyard, uh, which I pulled. So, sorry, Ooh. Big Tuck. That's going to suck. Gross. Whatever. That's awesome. So, so you're telling me you didn't have a classic misplay while playing with Sir Brian like Big Tuck does every single time? 
Uh, well, I'm sure I will on Saturday, but it hasn't yeah. happened yet. So I'd like for, to have faith. In, in the time early Saturday years. morning, which is a weird time for us. So. Eldrassi's are tricky because you have to pay their full cost, right? You do still have to pay their full cost. Um, you get, but there's, and they're not legendary? Feels, and they're not like artisan Akazalik? Sure, yeah. I'll, I'll encore That'll that out of the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll do. Sweet. All right. Well, Big Tuck, the moment's here. What game do you want to talk about? Well, someone might tell me that I might have played seven, <laughs> maybe eight games of Magic on Saturday night. Uh, if I got taken to a court of law, I would tell you I probably played about three. Uh, so, with, with the plea uh, of I, insanity. Yeah, I uh, I was deep in my cuts, as we mentioned previous of the podcast, uh, and... I also was playing, I'm doing a thing where I'm playing all the decks that I don't like and I know won't win. So that's why, that's one of the many reasons why I came in dead last. Um, but I did get to take Prosh out for a run and it got to do Prosh things. So I guess I still have a deck or two that's still good. Um, the only other one I'll, the only other one I'll talk about briefly is on the stream with uh, Mr. Bevers. I did that on Tuesday. Thanks for everyone who, who came and watched it. I think I'm taking a break this week because it's been like, a month in a row uh i did play my locust god and i got up to everyone was discussing bevers brought up the point that every food item is a salad <laughs> what sure so let's okay so like he did that and there was this big hubbub and everyone was just doing their thing and i was playing my <laughs> locust god deck which i have since or it's the next one i'm going to take apart uh, i was going through it so then i kind of waited for them to I just kept playing my turn and listening and like putting the comment here and there. And then at the end of it, I was like, okay, so I'm going to go to combat. And I was like, so I have 42, two, two flying and haste nibblers. Forty-two. <laughs> I hit like mind Royal and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and I, sh I like just want to keep it fair. So I tacked all of them equally. And then I got beat by Mr. Combo by fricking pariah shield. <laughs> pretty good yes it beat, it beat us that game and it beat us the next game after that too and what so did we what? discuss last week you don't attack equally you pick your targets and you hit them yes but i just can't i can't i can't do it so um yeah. yes you can you do it to me all the time well yeah because because you just bragged about your zero your your zyrus turn four win so yes it's an easy target <laughs> uh, yeah that's all i got <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? So I believe we had done this last year to an extent. Uh, it's the holiday week, and we thought it would be fun to create a naughty and nice list for Wizards of the Coast. Uh, each of us are going to have a, a few items that are on the nice list that are brand new to 2020 that, that Wizards brought us or something affiliated with Wizards uh, and that we're super thankful for. But then we're going to have to give a lump of coal uh, to the naughty list with a few things that, uh, what's it, uh, shake of the finger, wag yeah. of the palm? Wag, wag, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's tip, tip of the wag hat. Wag of the finger, yeah, tip of the hat, wag of the finger, tip of the hat. That's what yeah. you're looking for, I think. All right, there we go. Uh, whatever that, that saying, that nonsense is. <laughs> uh, because there is some nonsense that Watsy came out with this year, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So... We're going to go back and forth. We'll start with the nice list, because who doesn't like starting on a high note? And I would think this is probably on all of our lists. Um, so for my first one, I think this is one that'll probably be on a lot of our lists, but Commander Legends. I am so thankful yep. that this set came out. 
But I didn't want to be generic and just say Commander Legends. There's two cards that I am so happy for Ooh, because it goes into the more competitive meta that I like to play in. But I actually think these cards are great for the casual players that sometimes like the competitive person tries to like stomp them. Hole Breacher and Opposition Agent, I think literally fit both sides of the spectrum. And you, you gotta hear me out. So Hole Breacher guys is the blue merfolk that basically whenever an opponent would draw a card, you create a treasure token instead. That's great and competitive because it's like, haha, you're not going to blue sun zenith for 90. I'm just going to get 90 treasure mm -hmm. tokens. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to have 90 Hashtag treasure tokens. Blue needs more help. <laughs> <laughs> but the flip side on the casual front, if you just rip open a hole breacher, you don't have to feel like it's mana crypt, like it's this ultra powerful card. And if you play it, everyone's going to hate you. It's just like, hey, I want us to play fair and equal magic. Don't draw 25 cards. Just just be cool, man. Be cool. Uh, and then Opposition Agent is the black. If your opponent would search their library, you get to do it instead and exile that card and they cast or play uh, it for as long Agent as it's exiled. Not cool. Nah, it's yeah, on my, yeah, it's yeah. On my pick, naughty list. You pick two real uh, casual, non-competitive card savers for combos. So, but hey, to like your, I said, to your defense, these are. I, it's not knowing how you play and knowing you as a person. I can understand how these were both like boons to you. Yeah, well, because here's the thing. Yes, they are super great competitive cards, but they help sometimes. Like the biggest complaint I hear is about power level. And oh, I went to a table and someone said they were playing a six and they actually had a nine and they just pub stomped us. Like these are cards that you could just put in your blue and black decks. And it, it it's kind of like having a diabolic tutor in there. It's a four mana tutor. It does the same thing as demonic, just two mana more. And it, it's a little bit fair. And I think these are cards that'll help other players, I don't don't go out there and spend twenty five dollars on one if you're a casual player. But if you open one in your Commander Legends, it shouldn't be like, oh, I have to save this for my CEDH CDH Precious. You can put it in anything you want, and it'll be fine, and it helps curb the table. I, so I opened a Boo. Vampiric Tutor and an Opposition Agent in like three different packs, almost back to back. And the problem that I had with it is, I know if I play the Vampiric Tutor. Somebody else is going to have Opposition Agent now, and that card that I got that's the most valuable is absolutely worthless to me. My biggest problem with Opposition Agent isn't that it affects Vampiric Tutor, it's that it affects Evolving Wilds. <laughs> <laughs> it affects Rampant oh, Growth. I didn't even it, think it, about Landfall, yeah. It okay. affects, like... Every, like everything, right. these yeah. budget little cards that you're like, I'm playing five color budget, I'm using panoramas, and opposition agent is like, ha ha! Like it sucks. I'll, I'll, For three I, will mana say, I, will, I will also say your, I think your diabolic tutor argument falls uh, uh, falls apart there a little bit, Mr. Combo, because I'm looking right now, opposition agent twenty seven dollars. I'm sorry, yeah. reacher twenty two dollars. Yep. Opposition sure. agents, fourteen dollars. Diabolic tutor, seventy-seven cents. So I don't feel like those. <laughs> they are cost quite, the same. I don't feel like those are quite all on the same power level. It's amazing what two mana does to your, to also, your card price. One of them is instant speed. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that card is brutal. <laughs> well, Squee, what's your first nice list card? All right, so uh, I actually just wanted to talk about Commander Legends in general. Um, so I wanted okay. to talk about all the etched foils themselves. Ooh, cool. Mm, okay. Because I, as a person that really enjoys opening packs and looking at cards and 
buying collections and looking through them and just getting the quality of the old cards and all of that. This is one of the first things that I've seen Wizards put out that was actually, other than maybe the Amonkhet, you know, like their super ridiculous foils they put in that set. <laughs> Where they put like eight layers of foiling on it, and it was really, really cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, and it's illegible. And yeah, they're it's yeah, illegible, you can't read them. But like the the way they designed it was fun, and the way the cards were actually produced was cool. Uh, these etched foils, one, they're very accessible. Two, they look really cool. Three, the foiling's done really, really well. the 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 cards don't turn into a taco. Um, and I have to talk about that because the other sets this year have turned into tacos. So wizards. Stop tacoing your goddamn foils. If they're supposed to be worth more money. Don't make them turn into a U-shape. You can't even put them in a sleeve. It's terrible. But uh, that that's for that's for a naughty list somewhere else. Um, I, I really like their, their card quality. Like, they actually put out really good artwork. They put out really cool set design. They put out really cool foiling. They actually put some effort into those. And I could tell that they spent a more time on the Commander Legends cards that they put out this year than they did on, say, your Zenda cards and other sets. They just didn't put that amount of effort into it. So, amen to that. I like it. The one thing I'll say about the etch foils is it's a little misleading because they're not etched. I like when I heard about it, I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be able to run my hand across and feel the depth and dimensions." <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like this thing where I'm just sitting there petting my cards while I'm playing. How is there not a card wasn't. named Depth and Dimensions? That sounds like an amazing magic card. <laughs> Man, that's Mr. one of those Combo. nine mana blue sorceries that draws twenty-seven <laughs> yeah. cards. Yeah, that also means Mr. Combo. You have and to then you play Whole Breacher, and then you're good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Rachel, what's your first nice thing? Uh, well. We're talking about Commander Legends. I'll sneak it in there. Um, I love that they completed the Battle Bond Land set. Yes. Um, that's my like my favorite set of the year. Uh, I having duels that are ten dollars rather than you know three hundred <laughs> or whatever fetchable or no is um is incredible, especially for new players. Like I I've only been playing Magic a, a number a couple years. I never played as a child, so like. I just don't have access to the duels and I'm not mm -hmm. going to spend $300 on one today. Uh, so having these that come in untapped and can fix my mana and don't, you know, totally break my bank is, um, is very exciting in every color. Yeah. I was, I was very excited about that too, but now I'm at a point where I have all these sitting in a pile. Cause so like Rachel, I have uh, close to 40 decks. I think Tuck used to have 50 ish. And so I, I like sat them all down and I was like, I don't even know what decks to put these in. Cause then I started getting greedy being like, well, I don't even really like this deck. Do you deserve a battle bond land? I don't think so. <laughs> yes. Stay in the corner. Which is exactly why I'm destroying my decks, Mr. Combo. It's a very freeing feeling. <laughs> I've taken a few apart. It does. It does feel nice yeah. actually. <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> well, big tuck. What's your first nice thing? So I'm trying so I'm doing a inverse where I'm starting super specific, getting very broad. And then starting ah. very broad, getting very specific. So um, there were two tutors that got printed this year um, that got reprinted that desperately needed them in core in standard sets. So um, Grim Tutor and Idyllic Tutor or Idyllic Idyllic Tutor. I don't know, whatever. Idyllic, I think. Depends Idyllic, on where you're yeah. from. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, <laughs> there we go. Grim Tutor. Just to go through these really quick. Grim Tutors. Colorless black black, uh, put a card to hand um, and pay two life, which is great. Sorry, uh, pay three life. And then idyllic tutors, two colorless and a white. Uh, search your library for an enchantment card and put it to your hand as well. So I think these, I think to your point, Mr. Combo, 
having these reprinted really helps drive the price down because the old Grim Tutor was $135 and now you can get it for like 10 bucks. And the old Idelic Tutor was a 30-ish. Yeah. Uh, it was almost now, as now, expensive. Now it's down as, to like five. It so, was almost as expensive as Enlightened Tutor. It was very weird. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. just the fact that just the fact that these got printed, they're out in the wild. You can trade for them, that sort of thing. That was really excited for me um, across these. I mean, you might as well. You might as well throw three visits in there because that's another oh, one yes, that was yes, absurdly yes, expensive. Absolutely, got a Abs- absolutely three that visits in there as well. So these kind of older, expensive cards. Um, that needed reprints and i think they put them into the right areas to reprint them in as well they did a great cool. job with reprints this year all right first naughty list technically this is a bit of a cheat because it's not brand new to 2020 but it's something that we all feel the pain of now the most and even like our sponsor level one game shop they've even told me that they don't like this why the f- isn't there msrp wizards like G mini Christ. (laughs) Um, And so the reason I bring this up is with no MSRP, there's no guidance for how things should be priced. It's pretty much stores will just say, well, what's, what's coming out in the set. Oh, all of a sudden this thing got previewed. Let's jack up the prices of the box or, or whatever. And then People are like, oh, well, I don't want to spend the money, but the only way I'm going to be able to get one is like if I get this thing, so I'm going to have to spend it. It's just absolutely terrible for the consumers, and it's actually terrible for smaller game shops uh, or you know your, your LGS in your uh, city or town because now they can't really compete with like Walmart and Target because they're selling stuff at pretty much what MSRP would have been. Right. But the LGSs really can't because they can't get like the inventory flow that those stores do. So it's like, well, we got to charge as much as people are willing to pay. And a lot of this frustration for me is coming from Commander Spellbook Green, how the Jace, Chandra, um, and Gideon Spellbooks were between 20 and 25 when they came out. And I get it. If you want to say, hey, Spellbook Green, it's a premium product. It's $39.99. I wouldn't argue with that at all. But just because you put Sullivan Library and Worldly Tutor in there doesn't mean that people should have to pay almost $200 for the foil one. And for a while, it was sitting at 100 for the non-foil. Uh, it was just absolutely bonkers. I am glad that the price has tanked. I think you can get non-foils now for about 50 to 55 yeah. uh, You can get foils for like a buck fifty. I still think that's a little too expensive on the foil side, um, but I am glad that it's tanked but it's just like if we had msrp to begin with it would have been fine it's just people would have pre-ordered them for 39.99 or if a store wanted to say hey we're not doing pre-orders you have to come on release day you can make it a big event uh and then everyone gets covid and you know just have to deal with that pr nightmare Uh um but that's the thing i wish they would come back and do msrp i get it they didn't like the bad press when they had msrp and stores weren't selling it for msrp but then that's when you could take away their wpn status like, hey, if you violate this, we're, we're going to, you know, take away your status on that. So it's like playing the stock market mini almost in Magic the Gathering. Oh, for now. sure. Like, well, now it is. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you buy a product, everybody's like, oh, what's it going to be worth in six months? Is that card crap? Is it good? Are we overreacting? Is it going to work? I don't know how all this works. So then you go and you pay, like you said, pretty much market price for a lot of these cards like i I would argue most people bought the commander spellbook green for the sylvan library and Mm. 
the worldly tutor and those add up roughly to what that thing cost and then they're going to put the other cards into their binder and call them an investment and do nothing with them for a year or two right so like you're basically playing off market prices for these new products but you get a different printing and you know some people are interested in like i know uh sir brian was interested in the uh soul ring that had a, a green flavor to it in the artwork so like so, some of that'll come on but yeah i agree with you it, it really is kind of like playing the stock market with wizards because they have no msrp and i was talking to a store owner ah, this had to be a couple of weeks ago and he goes yeah i really didn't get into this to do singles but it feels like to me yeah. that i am selling singles with packs and boxes now because i have to look at the market price every single day and my pr- i can't put a facebook post that says i'm selling these packs for 699 because tomorrow i might sell them for 12 bucks if they spike i gotta spike it yeah well and then the last oh, go ahead rachel no it's um I-, I think the worst product for this this year was the mystery booster boxes um mm-hmm. which, maybe jumpstart well jumpstart, mm-hmm. jumpstart yeah, was jumpstart. pretty bad but i feel like jumpstart was bad just because you couldn't get your hands on it like yeah. mystery booster boxes i they came in like you could pre-order them at like 120 or something and then mm-hmm. there was a moment at a number of the stores in in los angeles that you were that they were selling for 180 and you were yeah. like mm-hmm. what like there's <laughs> nowhere near that kind of value and these boxes it's are called like a mystery booster it's are so nothing. variable like the what's in this box is is so it, like it's across this list of you know like yeah it was like 1600 cards yeah like almost 2000 cards like there's no way you're gonna get 180 dollars out of this box but yeah. but that's you know you're competing with the store across the street especially in in a place like los angeles where there are so many like right, lgs right. is directly competing and not that but like the cost of rent and to to have a storefront to sell yeah, magic cards in los angeles is crazy well, the, the last thing I'll leave you guys with before we go to squeeze first naughty one, just imagine if Microsoft and Sony said, hey, we're not doing MSRP on the Xbox Series X and the PS5, and they sent it to Target, Walmart, Best Buy, and all of them decided to sell it for $1,000, $1,500, like what's happening now on eBay, people would riot. It would right. just be an absolute frenzy, but that's not, they understand that's not good business practices. We're going to tell our resellers, you have to, you know, this is what you need to sell it for. If you want to sell it for cheaper, fine, go ahead. Um, and then, you know, if other people, you know, buy out stock and then want to resell it for more, because now there's not a lot of quantity, like a jump start or spell book. Okay. Well, you know, that's on you because you're choosing to buy it in the gray market versus from an actual WPN reseller. It feels so. like Wizards getting into the gray market maybe there'll be a new color gray oh all right squee what's your first naughty card or thing naughty naughty thing well i i, I cannot be the only Tell one us about here. your naughty thing I, I, yeah my, my first naughty thing that's whatever you want to take that as uh <laughs> we're talking about secret lair bs all yeah we year. are yeah oh, let's go. yeah we are Suck this crap let's go I, kill it stop it stop doing the walking dead bull- if y'all I, I called this on one of the pack crack videos coming out here soon and i just opened a card and i was like oh that looks like the turtle from kung fu panda and then i was like wait they're gonna do a kung fu panda secret lair and then i was like that's crazy but then i thought to myself no nah, that's actually not it? they probably Isn't will that crazy? so stop it i don't care about walking dead cards i don't care about freaking godzilla cards make magic cards that's what we're here for especially especially ones that are you know functionally unique um 
Like if right. you want to do yes. reprints in whatever colors, that's totally fine. Sure, sure. But like I have, I have a competitive borrow stack that now requires Rick. Rick. It requires Rick. Yep. Like it requires if, if, Rick. <laughs> I hate it and I don't want it. But like, uh, if I'm gonna optimize this deck and play it like at, it. at top levels. Now I have to have Rick Grimes in and my it's deck. Keep going up in price because they only yeah. print it a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. have I have to get one now. Like I have to buy one, and, and it that's sucks. <laughs> and I like, and I feel bad too. Like I think my biggest this is my biggest wagon of the figure is, uh, is secret layers in general, right? Because I just feel like I understand what they're trying to do with a lot of them, and I've bought in way more than I'm willing to admit. But I just, I just feel nice like they're use button too. I feel, I feel like they're greasy. Um, I feel like they're, especially the ones where they're like five foil snow covered lands or five Bob, Bob Ross lands. Like I couldn't possibly <laughs> care. And the problem is they mix those in with like I think the I think the one that they hit the nail on the head the most was the uh, charity one that had Teferi's oh, protection. That was perfect. I know that. that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like why wouldn't you? Because you spend. $50 and you get Teferi's yeah. protection and maybe a couple other cards, right? It was like, also consecrated Sphinx. Yeah, yeah. It, right. And But I think like the difference between the two of those is like Wizards was printing and setting the price themselves on this and you don't have to buy it at that price, right? You you should, if you're, if you're interested in the cards, you should. I just don't like them because it seems like every single time that there's you like blink and open your eyes and then there's a new secret layer with a bunch of cards that you have to think about is it worth the price or not? so <laughs> i think they i think they like tried to sneak in a few ones and then realize the power that they had with them and now we're just having secret layer after secret layer after secret layer after secret layer yep i i am very pro secret layers in general as long as they're reprints like if you want to like, like if i like i love it if you want to put the cool ooze in there if you want the tattoo eternal witness i want more artists right. i want more variety i want you to be able to customize yeah. your deck however you want but i need to be able to get access to the cards <laughs> yeah, outside yeah. of a window of 10 days right and like so and also, so it puts also you in a, in a very you may spot. get that after you order it 10 to 8 months later who knows <laughs> right. yeah right well, well so my whole thing with secret layers is one, the availability actually doesn't bother me because it's 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 a shorter print window, but it's the same type of thing with uh we'll just say Commander Legends. Eventually they're gonna stop printing the box and that's gonna make three visits start to go up in price and whole breacher and opposition agent. It's gonna make all the prices go up because now you don't have a lot of ways to sure. get the cards. So that doesn't actually upset me. What upsets me is the effing lead times. It should not take three to four months for me to get something that I bought. And you know what? Cause I actually, I work in a sales role and you know, I, I sell like IT equipment. We don't actually charge our customers until we actually ship them the product. Right. So you know what? If it takes you three to four months, okay. You don't get to charge my credit card then for three to yeah. four months. Now to your point, Mr. Combo, on the new one, on the new order for the new sets, the one that just came out, the new secret order, that's what they're doing. You put your information in and they don't charge you until they actually ship, which is wild. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, I thought I already got charged. He's switching it to the nice list. Here we go. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the lead times are still terrible. It, it, it shouldn't take you. You're a massive multi-million dollar company. Right. It should not take you four months to print product right. on demand. You know specifically how many of everything yeah, you need. In a very finite I mean, amount, I, too. They're not printing tons of this stuff. 
Uh, I mean, they, they make a lot of money off of this. Uh, no, they I know a they lot make of people place orders. It, but they're charging a lot of money for 15 or 30 cards per person. Right. Yeah. It's cardboard I mean, to, them. Printing, to them. It's literally cardboard. They're printing a ton. So it's not that they're not printing a lot. It's just, I guarantee you, I could probably send an order to a Chinese supplier right now uh, and probably print off the exact amount that they probably order in secret layers mm -hmm. in 30 to 40 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you want to say it takes a month and a half, okay. But it shouldn't take four months. That's my only gripe. Mm -hmm. So Rachel, what is your first naughty list? Uh, was secret layer one of them or no. was it whole breacher and opposition agent? Uh, whole breacher doesn't crack, doesn't crack my naughty list this year. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, op wow. Opposition agent all by himself. Uh, <laughs> that card is very frustrating to me because it's it just tutors is just such a big category and if it just affected if it just affected vampiric tutor and demonic tutor and and that kind of stuff like that makes more sense to me but sure. it, it also affects you know just basic mana fixing um when when Later. you don't like when you can't afford to have every duel of every color and you're just f fetching a basic and you're really putting sort of the morality on the person you're playing across the table from, which isn't always great. Like they will flash in a, on a whole breacher to to nuke your tapped tutor, to nu right, nuke right. your tapped fetch. Like it's gonna happen. I love uh, it. I didn't even think about like land tutoring. So you're evolving wilds. If you play an early game opposition yeah. agent, say turn two, mm. it's just it. And it, it makes you really, it, it makes commander players nervous about fetching, which like normally, yeah. normally you wouldn't be, you don't see a whole lot of like, um, what's the, the three mana, you can only search for the top four cards of your deck. Um, uh, even uh, mind sensor. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't see many, I even mind sensors. You don't see many, um, like laying in arbiters or, or that kind of thing. So you're less worried about it. And maybe that means you won't see a lot of opposition agents. Um, but I don't know. I cracked in my. T I got one in each of the two boxes. I cracked. So yeah, it I, seems like it's out there. Well, we'll see. I think that I think to make you feel better, Rachel, if anyone's flashing in an opposition agent on your evolving mm -hmm. wilds, they're probably more desperate than you are <laughs> for a land because you should be a hundred percent saving that for someone's other right. tutor or well, I'm going to skate no, shift talking, for like on the board 15 lands for everybody for the rest of the game. That's the problem. But it's then, like you're evolving. Wilds, it doesn't, your evolving wilds doesn't work until, until it's gone. So if you're right. fetching for a black source, you got, like, you got one man on the table. I still like, ringed and I put down a swamp. You're yeah. screwed, man. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I I get it. It's I just I don't think it's gonna happen much on the mana fixing piece. I, I think yeah. someone's gonna After save this it. Cast it. I well, think now if, people know what's yeah. Do. Now we ruined it. Now <laughs> everyone's gonna be a dick. We ruined it I mean, for everybody. You also didn't don't see many of like Ashok, like the war war the spark Ashok. So mm -hmm. like it's it's possible. I mean I don't in my, in my circles because I kill them I like if it, it comes down. <laughs> it's brutal. That card is so powerful. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it's entirely busted. So it's it's tricky. We'll we'll see. But I don't I don't think we really need more things like opposition agent. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Big Tuck, I believe Secret Layer was one of your naughty lists as well. Yes. All right. Well, let's go over to the nice list. This will be my last one for the nice list, mainly because it's coming up on forty three minutes of recording. Uh, <laughs> so the thing that I am so thankful for in twenty twenty is not something that Wizards directly created or did. Uh, but it was, I believe, developers that actually worked at Watsy 
created the amazing spell table yep. program. Yeah. Uh, being free, even when it was a little rough in the beginning with like audio issues. So Rachel, literally once the pandemic happened, we actually created our own uh, tables via Google because that's what we use for our channel. Uh, we would play via Google Hangouts. Oh yeah, we played over Google and, Hangouts as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. No. It's not very good. No. <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep uh, Everyone's track of turn things. order is different and yeah, it's 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 stressful. Well, at that point so, nobody I mean, had like top top facing cameras oh, either. Yeah, so you were just awful. like yeah. you were like, How everything many creatures do you have? And do you have any lands untapped? Like it's awful. <laughs> And, and then the always was the, what's your life total? I just can't see your spending. Yeah, right. Um, so when, when Spell Table came out and we actually started playing with it, I mean, it just made the experience so much better. And that involved into virtual magic fests. And, you know, even within our Patreon community, I'm sure it's the same for yours. Now we're like getting to play and interact more with our community. And even once the vaccine's out and we start playing real life games, I mean, it might be a random Tuesday night and it's like, you know, get a message in our quarantine battlegrounds. Hey, anyone want to jam a game? Mm -hmm. And you got 50, 60 people that might hit you up. Oh yeah, I'd love to play a game. So thank you, Spell Table. I mean, you guys literally, in, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm stretching this, I think Spell Table saved paper magic right. outside of content creators. Yeah. Content creators, people figured out their stuff yeah. using OBS and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the average Joe Schmo didn't, don't, they don't, have that technology or maybe even the skills right sure and i yeah. think and, and to that two points of that um so they actually um they started independently of wizards and then got yep. joined up by them which i think is awesome and that's actually my one thing i'm thankful for this year is the webcam that you stole from your company from three years ago mr combo <laughs> that enabled me to not have to rush out and buy one for 400 dollars. that's yeah. half the quality and specifically it's the logitech yeah, uh, C920, probably. <laughs> there you go. Model number knowledge. Here you go. All right, Squee, what's your last think thing that you're thankful for? Uh, so, I kind of, it's it's touching a little bit on what, what you were talking about there. One, it's it's a combined thing of Magic's endurance during all of this, this crap that we're dealing with right now. Whereas, like, you can't play in person. It's really hard to go to LGSs and, and like, search around and pick up product and meet new people and learn things. So, one piece is that nobody stopped playing as soon as they realized crap's gonna hit the fan all right so let's start developing something to do that or let's mm -hmm. meet up on google meets and have a terrible time trying to get this <laughs> to work but we're gonna play a game for two and a half hours and, and hope yeah. for the best so so that was the thing that i didn't really expect coming out of the year from magic because i was like oh, i don't know if everybody's just gonna hold up and it's been really tough for me because I, I i love playing magic in person and i hate playing magic online always have probably mm -hmm. always will that's just the way it is but I, i've actually learned to to enjoy with spell table as you mentioned like learn to enjoy playing online because it, it helps you search for cards helps you keep track of your life it's not the general show that it was six months ago uh but the other thing is that just through the cast i didn't expect to meet a whole lot of new people through magic i hey rachel nice to have you on the cast probably wouldn't have ever talked to you before but here we are because magic brought everybody together. So that's been fun. So like even in, in crappy times, everybody's gotten to come together and be able to like bond on magic, build off of that, play it online, play it in person when you can, whatever the case may be. But I, I've enjoyed all of that. And, and doing this podcast has certainly helped that. Yeah, that's awesome. And you didn't even mention one of the best things 
about uh, us now being virtual, you can now play magic with no pants. And you can also see <laughs> you can also see other people's beautiful kitty cats as yes! they come across their desks. A guest oh. appearance. My my like, cat's like too my cat's way too fat <laughs> to jump up on any desk. So oh, she is seeing other people's. She is always nearby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Noodles. Yeah. She's always in my lap. There she's a little, little. It's a little baby cat. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, Rachel, what's your last thing on your nice list that you're thankful for? Gosh, I spell table. I think is such a such a winning answer. Uh, I'm thankful for the for <laughs> the box the I had taped together that my phone sat on top. No, yeah. I. Um, One of our to patrons her. had a connects rig. It was actual connects, and they cool. built up a whole like. Yeah. Over the top oh, desktop so table smart. to hang their camera from. It was amazing. Mine was just tape and the sides were bowing. I had them taped and braced with pens. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I took I posted a picture of it a long time ago. Um uh, but I think I think my actual answer is we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I'm thankful for the Commander Boxing League. I've um I've yeah. had a ton of fun. Uh, specifically the one with our patrons, but also I played I played in the first one. I played with um BDM and Sheldon and a, a whole n a bunch of um, content creators and got to meet all of them and open a bunch of packs that I never would have opened. Um, it also, it's a way to play sealed magic that I'm better at. Um, sure. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm like exclusively a commander player for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I understand how to build commander decks, but whenever I went to like pre-releases, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like four cards. I don't know which which of these are good. This doesn't hit each player, you know. Like so, I, I was having I was having a lot of trouble with sealed, but but being able to open a box and like look at a set through Commander's eyes in that way is is very cool. Sure. Yeah, it's something that I've thoroughly enjoyed, and I, I can agree with the sealed or the draft component. So there's a big chunk of our local friends that are really big into that. Um, and just, I don't know, to me, it's like, what What do you mean? I get three packs and my deck's supposed to be 40 cards? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I have 100? It just doesn't make sense. They're all from one set? Ew. Yeah, I don't you like any of Multiple <laughs> cards in a deck. There's, enti there's, enti there's entirely too much thinking involved. <laughs> it's always crazy. They're, you're like, they're designed to work together. Yeah. What? <laughs> big Tuck, what's your last nice card? Uh, thing. It was the webcam. That's I, I, oh, okay. we, don't need to, we don't need to go any more into it. But yeah, he like, spun his wheels. He's good. Yep, we're good. We're <laughs> All right, spinning. well, we're we're we're, we're going to end it on a negative note with the naughty list, the last of it. Uh, technically, you guys hit two of mine. The one thing I do want to briefly mention because I do believe it is going to be a hot topic and controversial. <laughs> oh boy, I hate the new Commander Precon decks. Not Commander 2020. I'm talking about the ones that came out in Zendikar Rising, the ones with Commander Legends, you're talk, you're where it's mainly about all reprints. Can I take that personally? Oh my god. This is the biggest cash grab BS that I have seen, and it just upsets me so about? much, because what... They're cheaper okay, well, than the I'll regular Commander ones. It doesn't matter. It's all reprints. Like, oh, the yeah. cool thing, about, the thing that they've set up now for the last seven years because i think commander 13 was the first one right in 2013 i'm not I sure think so yeah 13 or 14 i think i think it was 14. 13 or 14. so six to seven years they have done these pre-cons where yeah there there might be 30 percent of the cards are reprints not including lands uh but then you get 70 percent of fresh new material and oh it's refreshing and it 
creates all these new ideas and they're able to develop cards that they couldn't put in a normal set. But now we're just getting these pre-cons and I get it. They're doing it for beginners to hopefully get more people to play commander. But me as a commander player, I would have bought the new pre-con decks because I thought the commanders were cool. But was I going to spend 20 to $30 for 98% reprints? Hell no. I'm just going to go buy the commander for $3 or $4 or whatever it is. But that's not as fun to me. I don't want to just go buy a pre-con commander as a single. Like, I want to be able to get the flavor of the deck. Um, and, and, and I usually use these commander pre-cons each year to help push me out of my comfort zone. Like... A couple years ago, I built the flashback one of Savine. It's still a trash deck, yeah, but hey, I did it. I'm proud of it. Um, I've tried to build so, you know, I did so that. It's impossible. It's trash. Well, it's so the, bad. The, the funny thing is, I, I, I can I can infinite combo in that deck on accident, um, but that that's about it. Everything else just sucks. It's terrible. Anyways, that is something that I hope doesn't continue. <laughs> if you want to have Commander Precons come out each set, hey, have at it. But let's have the same ratio net new cards to reprints that the Commander 20, Commander 19 sets have. So I guess that, that would be my counter argument where I bought them and I now sleeve them because I have piles of sleeves. And I, we talked about this before in the cast where I think it's really interesting to have each one of those unfiltered, unchanged, just to have around, right? So that if we want to play something where it's more fair, less decks have you built, you can just run them. So I think that it, it would I, I would agree with you if that was our only option of Commander Precons. But since we already got the full five decks of the other Commander Precons, right? The Commander 2020s, mm-hmm. these ones are like, yeah, don't like those ones. Those ones I feel like, especially for you, Mr. Combo, is those ones you're going to buy all, all four or five of them every year. The, right. the actual yeah. precons, right? So, and you'll probably that's kind of the like, argument like, I get a soul ring and I get a that's couple kinda, other yeah, things right, in there that right. makes sense. And you get but you also get and, those in these. Yeah, you get, you get soul rings in them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Oh, God, and arcane signets and stuff. No, I don't need any more soul rings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the point, so the point Sell them is all. Like, it feels so good. Yeah, and it's like wait. it's like I, real money. Like I you sell eight yeah, soul rings, and you're like, I have thirty dollars in soul rings. I have way more than that that I'm gonna have. Yeah. But I think, but even to that point, like, I think, I think I would totally agree with you, Mr. Combo. If they were like, we're not doing the commander pre-cons. We're only doing these like set pre-cons. Perfect. I agree. I agree with you there. But the fact that they have, they still have the commander pre-cons. All five. We don't know ones. though. We don't know if they're going to continue to do commander 21, yeah. 22, 23, because the Zendikar rising and commander legends came out afterwards. So we'll have to see what happens in fiscal year 21. I, I'm just saying, if they get rid of, and, and I think they just did a big miss because initially, uh, and we're getting off on a tirade here, but I could talk about this for an hour. Um, because they, they wanted to create these precons to tie to the mechanics of the box set, right, which I right, think right. is so cool. And I get it; you don't need to have five precons for a standard right, set, right, even right. if you just came out with one or the the two that they're doing. Great. But then make it themed around that. Like Ikoria, it could have been all about this morph mechanic, could have been like one. And you still get a bunch of new cards that deal with morph that they probably couldn't print in standard because it would be too good. I think to your point, I think if they did one for each standard set each year and made it more like a commander deck, that would be better than two and two. Right? I'll take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take that sure. small yeah. uh, small yeah. win. You know what? I very much enjoy my Anawan deck. I'm out. <laughs> Maybe Anawan would be the one. 
Animal yeah. Hospital one. <laughs> All right, Squee, what's your last naughty card thing? God, I keep saying card. I just really want someone to have a naughty card. Oh, or maybe, I did. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, that was a nice card that you oh, just accidentally sorry. slotted sorry. in a so naughty category. Don't listen to him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about too much product this year. Good Lord. Yeah. What the hell? Calm down, people. You can't even finish printing the products you told us you would print. <laughs> I.e. Jumpstart. Yeah, We're it's still wild. waiting. All of us. And Squee, everyone, Squee the funniest thing about that is there were pr I, know, I know they already had this roadmap planned, but they printed more product than we know what to do with in a year that a pandemic hit right. and everyone's broke. <laughs> right, right, right. Except for all the people that took their stimulus check and spent $1,200 on magic cards. I'm sure you're right. And then drove the prices up for everyone else. Good lord, I I could not. We what yeah. we start so we started a year and change ago, so like a year and a couple of months ago, and when we first started, we had a not so accurate CMD Tower set review like every never. They showed up once every two to three months, and now we're doing them yep. on a scramble like every two to three weeks. It's terrifying. It's horrible. I don't like yeah. it. Two, stop spoiling all your goddamn cards. I knew everything in Commander Legends before the set was even dropped. That shit was on YouTube videos. They had lists written out. They had stuff from other countries. If you're going to hold a set back, don't ship it to Russia and let them open it four weeks earlier. You know we're going to find it. The internet's a thing. Oh. Anyways, that's I, I ranted too hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I ran, you ramped too hard. Preview, preview uh, season was one of mine too. Sort of. I it's too much. I'm just like I'm gonna have to go off social media for now. I'm I like, don't even know all the that came out this year. And we do a goddamn podcast twice a week. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with. <laughs> well, Rachel, what's your last naughty thing? Well. I feel like I feel like they smacked their own hand on this, but um, companion sure was a big problem, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, let's just day zero oh, ban a card. My God. Uh, <laughs> companion uh, was a disaster. Um, I think it like Luris is banned in vintage, right? Yeah. Like in legacy. Yeah. Like <laughs> they had. There, the list of banned cards in Vintage and Legacy doesn't include Black Lotus. Like it's, it's right. so, and they were like, "Lotus out!" Like it's crazy what they did, and they nerfed it to hell. Like it's, it right. is not good right now. But now, but it's still working. Like it's like people still play Luris decks. I, I, I have a Karuga deck, and it's. It's bad. Um, it's a Karuga Feldegriff deck. It's a, it's adorable. And now we're in this space where like Karuga costs eight mana, and yeah, and so it's just, it's like both bad and fun. Like so, com com companion companion in in Commander, I think, was a real disappointment because I saw it as this like fun yeah. building challenge, and then it just got shot in the face out back. And <laughs> yeah, it, I think if I think if it like, was printed. I think if they instead of instead of printing it in Ikoria, if they had printed yeah. it in Commander, or like if they had had a little yeah. bit more thought to be like, this is a mechanic we only want in Commander, in Commander right? right yeah. I think that would have changed it quite a bit. But yeah, as it is now, it's like it feels like to me like the the CEO's kid. They were just like, all right, you can design whatever you want. You're the CEO's kid. We can't tell you no. So like, just write it down on the piece of paper, and we'll make it happen. 
I just and, and, and they just screamed, I want EDH and standard. Yeah. Well, how do we do that, Jimmy? I want a commander. Yeah. Next thing you know, standard's going to have a 30 life total. Here we go. Like, I, I can't even imagine how it got through testing. They have so many so, pros that are, that must have played it and been like, this is not <laughs> like this it's, not right. <laughs> it's wild. The one thing that did upset me is once they added the three, I think it's three mana to get it from the companion yeah. zone to your hand. See, I, I don't even really know it because I don't play it because it's that bad. It's um, so bad. At but, sorcery speed. Yeah, Ugh, it's real it's bad. Awful. So I, do, I don't understand why Lutri, I believe is what it is. That's the otter, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, why that's still banned. I get it if it's like, oh, you have this fork effect in your companion zone for three mana that you can always do. But it's like you have to pay three mana sorcery speed to get it to your hand. Then you get three mana to flash it in to copy a spell. Like, that's not good. Sounds a I mean, lot like and then heart. Lutri, Lutri was never banned because it was too powerful. It's because it's too easy it's free you can, you can it, still put a, it in every single commander deck you own with with red and blue like it's it's just yeah. but it's the, the fact that it would the same be thing. sure i suppose but like it, the fact that it doesn't take up a spell slot like it's your 101st card on every yeah. single is it deck ever built they changed the format it would be really yeah. weird um, is it an extra card? I, I guarantee you. I guarantee if this was legal, you would have it in the companion zone in your CDH deck because you can. Because you can. Sh sure, but it still costs me six mana to resolve it, and three of that has to be at sorcery speed. That's not good. No, it's not a power like card. But, but again, like it just now, if anyone's, if anyone's, if anyone in commander is running a deck that has blue and red in it. They immediately get a advantage because they get on they yeah. get a hundred first card versus a hundred. Regardless of whether you play it or not, you have another card. Yeah. yeah, it's a free. There's a no like there's a no opportunity cost. That time you didn't scoop, Ugh. and then you have this free card sitting there that you haven't played. Right, they could have. They could have worked if with the right amount of mana could have doubled your expropriate or something. Yeah. You know, no. The the opportunity is a little bit right. your imagination. But yes, uh, companion was was on my naughty yeah. list this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they could have let you put Lutri in the ninety nine. Yeah. Well, all right, uh, Tuck, you're gonna round it out. What's your last naughty card? All right, so this one's easy. The card that I hate the most, and it's one I told you I was gonna go from the most broad to the most specific. Zyrus Riding Storm. I hate this card. <laughs> I hate every deck that I've ever seen it in. It's the same deck every single time. There's no. It's like it's like the new Prosh. It's pretty much how I view this. Yep. You run the almost the exact same cards. It's like Prosh, but uh, blue instead of black, which is arguably even a better color. So no, I hate, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> a better color. I hate, I hate, I hate this card. I hate all the decks it's in. It's ever played in the '99. So this has been my biggest naughty list. Every single time I've seen this card or heard someone talk about it or heard Mr. Combo talk about it for six weeks in a row. Uh, every single time I've heard it, I hate it. So that's hey, my remember biggest that time that thing. I stole I stole Zyrus out of Mr. Combo's mouth, and it was fun before that. That was awesome. That was awesome. And it was just horrifying. That was, a, that, was a that was a highlight of the year. Mm. That action <laughs> I don't news that. where, I, where we were, I stole your pick. We were doing 2020. Oh, and then that's we right. Got one before you, and then he was like, the only good thing about Storm. Zyrus the Rising Storm, other Bats. than that. Beyond that, I hate it. So here's a the thing is though, Tuck, you could say that about like ne every Nekuzar deck is the exact same. Right, Zyrus, you could build it. Zyrus, you could okay. build token strategy. You could build ETB effects. You could build wheel okay. effects that burn people out. There's multiple so ways so you can go. It just so seen? happens I do all how of them. How many Zyrus decks have you seen that don't do some version of that? See, 
Snake Tribal. Oh, okay, that's so an option. I understand. Yeah, seen that Snake that? Tribal that aren't wheel perforos. Yeah, maybe the one well, you have because you. you're. I, I didn't actually build it, but uh, I did put a list together. Well, you so better now. If if Nekuzar or a deck like that was on the that came out in 2020, then I'd probably say it. But all I have is our to work with, and I hate it. So pass turn. <laughs> Well, that's a very uh, aggressive what's the plane chase. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, but hey, in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland Report. Ooh, welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live from Weatherlight Chapter 4. I'm Squee McGee. Uh, we're doing it. We're going back to mono white. I'm going to keep no. trying this until it really, really works. It's not going to work. So, you know, hang on to your hats and do whatever you got to do in the meantime. But uh, we're talking Evra Halicon Witness. So. Oh, yeah. I have a deck with this in it. You have a deck within it? All right. All right. Uh-huh, yeah. I respect that. So four colorless. Is it an Aloro deck? No. Wow. Oh. Creative. I like it. All right. Four colorless, two white, legendary creature avatar. It's a rare. Uh, lifelink. And then for four... And that's four colorless, not tap, not nothing. Just pretty straightforward four. Exchange your life total with Evra Helicon Witness's power. It's a four four. This deck's weird. It's going to be pretty freaking mediocre, but let's do this thing. Um, <laughs> I also like, and before we move from the commander, I think it's really important that they, you know, really chose this 15 cent bulk rare legendary creature to reprint Mystery Booster. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, yeah, they're, they're reprints. They're trying to hit that hundred eighty dollars uh, value. Wizards, we're taking notice. Your reprints are weird. Um, so, first card I wanted to talk about. It's actually a, a decent banger in this one. It's Sunbond. So, three colors and a white enchantment aura. Uncommon enchant creature. Enchanted creature has. Whenever you gain life, put that many one one counters on this creature. Yeesh. That actually works really really well. Mm -hmm. Oh Not yeah. Only does this creature get giant? You can kill people with command damage, but then. You can, if you're in a pinch, just swap your life totals out, gain a bunch of life. As we talk about in the yeah. past, like enchantments are not easy to get rid of. It's it's going to be something that is probably going to stick on there until they get rid of your creature. So, I mean, basically for four mana, or sorry, for eight mana, you double your life total each time. Yeah. It's Absolutely. disgusting. Yeah, it's and really you get that many one one counters. And it gets, yeah, it gets a gazillion one one counters. It has too many too many good values to it. Uh, if you can throw this onto him and then put some some boots or some greaves on there. And just sit tight the rest of the game and attack and, and build up your 1-1 one, one counters. That's pretty solid. Not to mention, white has a lot of life gain. We're not going to talk about a ton of that mm -hmm. now. I want to talk about some more obscure cards. But like the life gain that comes in white, you can you can stack up a deck pretty quickly to make him 20-20, 40-40, 60-60. However big you want it to get. Uh, all right. So next card we're going to talk about is Paladin of Prav. So another four colorless and two white. Yeah, I know white's expensive. Ooh. It's a lot of mana to put out on the board. Uh, creature human knights and uncommon. Whenever paladin or prob deals damage, you gain that much life. And then it has forecast, which I've never seen before. Jesus, I was just reading yeah, that. It's ridiculous. I can only so think of forecast. one other card that has it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wizards, bring back forecast and banding. Right? There yeah. we go. Twenty twenty one. Energy cast legit. Uh, so forecast one colorless and a white reveal paladin of pra from your hand whenever target creature deals damage this turn you gain that much life so let's stack it on each other and then it has as forecast because I'm pretty sure nobody's familiar play this ability only during your upkeep and only once each turn so you can play this during your upkeep every single turn double the double the life gain off your creature then you put some bond on there and you're doubling the one one counters on it it it's, it gets pretty gross pretty fast 
Uh, so I have some sour news for everyone here. Oh no! I grossly cheated. Uh, last time I streamed on Tuesday because I thought forecast was at sorcery <laughs> speed, not only during upkeep. <laughs> so only during your upkeep is is brutal. Whoopsie, well, whoopsie doodles. Well, Mr. Bevers, uh, <laughs> I, I believe you have an apology coming your way. Maybe a Christmas present. Who knows? I, you know, I think that's. Listen, I plan on being in that podcast in 2021. That was a 2020 mistake. I'm a different person. <laughs> it's gonna all be fun. Was that the same game you 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 messed it up with Sir Brian in it too? No, thankfully that was a different. Okay, one. okay. Well, you know, fair enough. We'll forgive you. Uh, make that your New Year's resolution to never fail on forecast again. I intend and, to. and we'll move forward. Also, get a Planet Fitness membership. You know, deal with the New Year's stuff. I'm gonna stop drinking. Whatever. You know. Oh, that's not gonna. Oh, we know that's not gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. we'll do all of that till January second and get back to the normal. Uh, so, third card I want to talk about. Another uncommon. I guess I'm on a train here. Uh, Serene Steward, one colorless and a white creature, human cleric, ally. Count up all those tribals. Uh, it's an uncommon. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one white. If you do, put that. Or put a 1-1 counter on target creature. So you'd stack this deck with a bunch of life gain stuff. Have a couple of white mana open. You can still add more 1-1 counters on top of your sun bonds and your other things that you're going to be putting on your commander. And then you can swap your life totals out with your commander and have some shenanigans. This one's pretty meat and potatoes, but yeah. uh, I think for 2 mana, you're going to need some bodies on the board. You don't want to just run straight Voltron and, and people are going to run over you. Could be a blocker. Could get you some counters. And ideally, you're just going to gain a whole bunch of life and then, I don't know. Maybe we f around and make a like ally sub tribal or something weird. I mean, cleric, white, <laughs> sure. Let's, white let's make the deck worse. Bad mono white cleric. <laughs> no, that was meat and potatoes. And then, and then the last card I wanted to talk is Dawn's Charm because this card is criminally mm. underplayed. Yeah. It's criminally cheap, yep. and it's one of the best instants that you can get in Magic. I know everybody complains that white sucks. There's nothing good in it. You can't run a mono white deck. There's no removal. There's no freaking counter spells. There's no nothing. Well, it has most everything in there. So, one colorless, one white instant, also an uncommon. There you go. Four for four. All uncommons. Uh, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn or regenerate target creature or counter target spell that targets you. It's a freaking workhorse. I feel like you only picked it because it has a fog effect. Oh, I love fog effects. I, while I was looking at this, I found like three or four more fog effects that are going in this turbo fog deck I'm going to build. Oh, 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 oh God. at least he didn't say Reese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It'll be Don Reese's yeah. up to 249 cards in Reese now. It's no problem. Interesting on Dawn Charm, by the way. I don't know if you guys are. I, I actually am running this in my non-creature Hazazon tomorrow deck, I think. Um, but This is also in Reese already. If you yeah, suck on if that. you look at the so I'm looking at the commander legends, it looks to me like there is a glaring misprint on the card image because yeah, it, says, it says that would in one that word. would prevent yeah. all combat damage <laughs> that would be done. Oh story. yeah, that okay, would, good. that's fun. I am currently not wearing my glasses, but uh, I just want <laughs> no, to make sure that, correct. that, that, is, that okay. is the same printing that I am looking at as well. Uh, there you go, That's folks. pretty funny. It's worth 15 cents. If you pick up the misprint, hang on to it about 35 years and sell it on eBay. <laughs> It'll be worth You'll 25 like cents. $22. You'll be able to double your investment. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. Anyway, that, that's all I had. I think this deck could be fun. Gain some life. Swing through. Yeah. If you're in a pinch and you don't have any life, just swap it with your commander. I'll uh, I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo, Big Tuck, and Rachel. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your new team is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. 
We have four different pledge levels. Uh, rewards vary from just getting access into the Discord and getting lodged in for deck therapy, all the way up to getting our playmat sleeves and all of our swag. If you can't sign up from a monthly perspective, but still want to get the swag, just head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. Got everything on there. It's filling up my basement. I may drown or use it as bargaining chips when the apocalypse happens. No, it's insulation. It's heat. It's nice. It keeps you warm. Oh, that's yeah, right. You just stuff a bunch of those cards up, uh, <laughs> up in your rafters. So, so, so when, you, when, when you guys see me homeless on the streets, just covered in CMD Tower sleeves, you know it's Mr. Combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at CMD Tower, at Rachel Reeks, at Mr. Combo Number 5, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba.